Well, for those um, who are somewhat new with us today, welcome. Good to have you with us. My name's Jordan, and I'm one of the pastors here. And we're gathered here um, because we gather here every Sunday to worship, but today is a unique day because we gather in the presence of God to witness and celebrate the baptisms of Casey and Zachary Walsh, which is going to be a great joy. And we can give a round of applause right now for that. I think that's fair. And as we do so, we're also beginning a new sermon series. Um, We're going to be in Paul's letter to the Ephesians for about the next four or five months. So we're going to do a deep dive, and it's going to be a lot of fun to be doing that together. My, what a letter it is. It's it's one of my favorite letters. It's pure poetry in motion. It's it's doctrine that sings. It's... um, it's truth set to music. It's symphonic and magisterial. It's amazing. Um, so it's going to be a great time together. And the way Paul begins the symphony in the very first verse of chapter 1 is like this. We have it just in our reading. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the symphony ends on the exact same note that it begins with. Chapter 6, verse 23. Peace be to the brothers and sisters from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus with an incorruptible love. So from beginning to end, grace and peace are what capture Paul's imagination in this letter because the Lord Jesus Christ fills his vision. The, the kind of best example I can think of is anybody know those Dutch landscape paintings where the, the horizon is about 10% of the painting and then the vast skies, luminous with glory, are kind of 90% of the rest. I think that's a little bit of what Ephesians is like. The author of the letter identifies himself as an apostle of Christ Jesus. The recipients of the letter are identified as the faithful in Christ Jesus. And the message of the letter is identified as grace and peace from the Lord Jesus. So every aspect of reality, according to Paul, is in some way, shape, or form connected to the person and the work and the abiding presence of Jesus. So to be baptized, according to Paul, is to be immersed into this Christ-centered reality. And it's not insignificant that Paul pens this letter from prison. Like, the good news that he speaks of is good news whether you're in chains or whether you're in freedom, whether you're in sickness or in health, in poverty, in riches, in death, in life. Though Paul is confined to a jail cell, his vision of God's glory and grace is vast. He speaks of God's love before the foundation of the world and of Christ's reign at the end of the world. He speaks of the powers and the principalities and the heavenly places and of like the really concrete, real day-to-day stuff of earthly life. He speaks of vertical reconciliation between God and humanity and he speaks of horizontal reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles. He speaks of truth being spoken and love and of forgiveness being enacted in concrete service towards one another. And he speaks of being saved by grace apart from works 
And yet that very same, same grace creates us into new people for the sake of good works. So one gets this sense, according to Paul, that there is not a single square inch of the whole domain of human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. And to be baptized, according to Paul, is to be immersed in this Christ-centered story. To listen to Paul is to listen to a man speak from prison. To listen to someone who will not allow us to be complacent or content with truncated versions of the gospel or truncated visions of God. He's somebody who challenges us at every point and at every moment to um, think bigger, to believe fuller, to live freer, to love richer. To listen to Paul is to be reminded that there really is something worth living for and that Jesus is not without his witnesses and that God will fulfill his promises. To listen to Paul speak from prison is to be reminded throughout the book of Ephesians that the church, in all its brokenness and beauty, really does matter. That it's God's new creation, Christ's bride and body and the temple of the Holy Spirit. So to be baptized, according to Paul, is not only to be immersed into this Christ-centered reality and story, but into this Christ-centered community. That's why we have our baptism here and we as a community surround it. Now, one may very well ask, after the checkered history of the church in the past and in the present, why would anyone want to join the church? The church hasn't exactly handled the last 18 months with the most poise and patience. And if one thing's become clear, it's just how much we as God's people are broken and in need of God's renewing and healing just like everybody else. That's why at baptism, I think it's so important for us to remember that we commit our faith not to the church, but to the Lord of the church. So Casey and Zachary, now they're invited to join the church today, and join the church they will. That's going to be as real as real gets. But what are they joining when they join the church? They are joining a confessing community, a community that every single week gets on its knees and says, Father, Apart from your grace, there is no health in us. Lord, have mercy. They get on their knees and they join a community that says we are in constant need of those beloved gospel realities. Every week, we need to hear God say to us, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's precisely what God speaks over us today. That's what God speaks over Casey in Zachary's lives today. Grace and peace are the key and defining words of the book of Ephesians and the key and defining words of the Christian life. In chapter 6, Paul tells us the good news is the gospel of peace. In chapter 2, he tells us that Jesus Christ himself is our peace, that he made peace on the cross and he came and preached peace to those who were far away the Gentiles, and to those who were near, the Jews. And hence, his people are, are called in chapter 4 to be a people who are eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, grace indicates 
both why and how God brings about this peace. Grace is his free and undeserved mercy. Grace is what we are saved by, God's immeasurable grace. And it's by that same grace that we are gifted and enabled for loving service. So if I think we were to like summarize the gospel according to the book of Ephesians in as concise a way as possible, and to summarize uh, the reality into which Zachary and Casey are being baptized into today in as concise a way as possible, I think we'd have to say something like peace through grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Peace through grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. And isn't that what we all want? If that's not what we're on about, then we kind of have no business gathering here and hearing God proclaim his word and journeying to the table together. Peace through grace in the name of the Lord Jesus.